There's crispy, and then there's crispy, er. Try our new and improved Tyson crispy chicken strips. Crispy just got crispy, er. LeBron is still like for me the best basketball player, and and KD is like still the best offensive scorer, best like person where you say go get a basket. But if you're talking about who's defined. The game of basketball since 2010, I think, without question, Steph Curry. Hello, everyone. You're listening to HBCU 468, the Roden Fellows podcast, where we talk about sports and culture and racism from the perspective of HBCU students. My name is Bill Roden, and I'm on the line with my tremendous co-host Nate Easington from Howard University and Kevin Parrish Jr. From Bowie State University. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? That's all good. Doing pretty well. Uh, well, the good news is that the semester is over and the fellows will be going on break for a few weeks. Um, curious, what are you guys going to be doing during the winter break? In two days, I head out for Israel for a week, so I'm oh, really wow. excited about that. I'm going with one of my um, friends from home, and we've been planning, I mean, we've been trying to plan the trip for four years, nice. but I mean, everything just aligned for us, luckily, this uh, winter break, so that's uh, one big thing I'm doing, and other than that, hanging out with family, and uh, you know, oh. having a good, good holiday. Great, great. Send us pictures from the Wailing Wall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? For me, I'm going to enjoy not being in school, not doing no schoolwork, no homework, no tests. <laughs> my friends and family. I'm going to enjoy reading these two stories that are supposed to come out next week, the CFL and the, this Wayne Mackey profile. I'm excited to read that during the break. Great. And yeah. So you say you look forward to doing no homework, no what? No no homework? No, no homework, no tests. No sitting in class, and I'm oh, going to read my stories. Oh, okay. Well, now the first guy, the professor said you didn't do it anyway. <laughs> you didn't do okay. homework. <laughs> Sorry. I get straight A's, so I always do my stuff. Really? You got straight A's this semester? Tell him, Kevin. Tell him. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so we got to see it so we can post the grade. You, we got to see it so we can. Uh-huh. All right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> if indeed Thank that's you. the truth. Uh, but any, anyway, <laughs> we've got a great. <laughs> We've got back to the script, guys. We've got a great show for you uh, uh, today. Now, as you know, we're recording this podcast two weeks ahead of the new year, which means we're about to enter a new decade. Now, over the last 10 years, we've seen uh, spectacular performances and failures in sports and culture. Uh, only 10 years ago, LeBron James made the decision uh, to leave Cleveland for Miami. Since then, we've watched the development of Black Lives Matter, and hashtag Me Too. We've watched women take on uh, coaching positions in the NFL, while some men wore dresses to major events. We said uh, goodbye to the first black family in the White House and welcomed the first black royal we've seen in recent history. Meghan Markle. Yeah, that was history. <laughs> Long live the queen. And uh, what else did we do in the last 10 years? Well, Anyway, I could go on for the next hour and still not touch on every important event. So don't worry about that. Kevin and Nate, we're going to talk about the moments in sports and culture that touched us the most. So uh, let's get started.
curious for each of you, uh, Nate and Kevin, how, how old were you guys in 2010? Uh, and um, yes, what did you do and where did you live? Yeah, so my birthday was two months ago, and so I was 12 in 2010. Still lived in the same house I live in now, where I'm recording this uh, podcast on 827 Greenleaf in Evansville, Illinois. So, yeah, not, not 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 too much has changed outside of my age, luckily. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? Yeah. Same for me in 2010. I was 12. Um, same address. The only difference is I got a beard now, got a mustache, more facial hair. Um, <laughs> I'm older, uh, I'm smarter, I'm wiser. Um, Yeah, just a different version of myself. Okay, well, that's a good answer. Uh, What about you, Bill? Uh, I was 10 years ago, I was 22 years old, and um, (laughs) still just as as bright as I am now, you know. uh, Uh I was a little taller, but (laughs) I was was still a black man in America. (laughs) That, that's that's, that's the consistent truth. I was a black man in America. Uh, that doesn't matter. The decade. That's that's always the same. That's that's a consistent black man in America, eating cake. There you go. Um, but yeah, but I was uh, uh ten years. Ago, I was with the New York Times. Yeah, it was. You know, it was good. I'm glad that it's ten what years later. Like over there? Where the New York Times? Would you like? Yeah. Oh, what did you like about being over there? Well, that, that's a whole other podcast, Kevin. But let me just say, it was it was fascinating. Yeah, it was cool. It was fascinating. Just like being with the undefeated is fascinating. Would you guys agree? I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> Better. Every day, something different. Yeah, every day, something new. But that's journalism, right? Uh, but let's let's talk mm-hmm. about you know these last ten years. This decade's closing out. Uh, I remember in September, some ESPN analysts listed LeBron James. Uh, Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant as the three top players who defined the 2010 era the most. Do you do you guys agree with that? Uh, LeBron James, Stephen Curry, and Kevin Durant as the three players that define, I guess, the NBA era the most. What do you think mean, about for that? Me, I definitely agree, and I I'd take it one further and even say that it's that it's just Stephen Curry's title alone. Because yeah. uh, maybe if we if we talk about basketball, like the 2010 right. basketball era, because I mean Steph really sat here and like changed the game of basketball. Like Trey Young is shooting from half court essentially, and like it's, it's not a bad shot anymore. And even players who that may have not been like a big part of their game, like Dame Lillard last year when like he shot from essentially half court to and the who was it the Thunder in yeah, um, right. in the playoffs. So I mean I think. LeBron is still like for me the best basketball player, and and KD is like still the best offensive scorer, best like person where you say go get a basket. But if you're talking about who's defined the game of basketball since 2010, I think without question Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's yeah. I mean when I think of this decade, I mean just the other day or this earlier this year we had Simone Biles, and I clearly would. I guess when you say she's the athlete of the decade, I'm not sure it's the decade. I would think that Serena Williams might be the athlete of the decade. I mean, I, I definitely would have to give Serena big props for being an uh, athlete of the decade. Uh, Brady, I think, is a, is a constant because of the six Super Bowl championships mm-hmm. and obviously uh, LeBron James. Those would be my three, but I guess i go Serena, you know, she's just a tremendous athlete and a 
sport, not necessarily associated with black folks. Uh, and then I guess I'd uh, Brady than LeBron just because Brady won more championships. I think Serena and Brady won more championships than LeBron. So in every respect, so I'd say Serena, Brady, and, and LeBron would be my athletes of the uh, decade. What do you guys think? Like Nate said, I think Steph Curry defined the 2010 era with the three-point shooting. Obviously, LeBron's going ahead. He's been the best player, the most dominant player of the decade. Um, I think you could also say, like, Michael Phelps, um, Roger Feathers, um, Serena Williams, Tom Brady, like you guys said. There's a bunch of athletes. And uh, Simone, too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kevin Durant, I, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about him. I know, man, he's the only case so dominant and everything, but... I'm not sure about him being on the list. Yeah, now he didn't make my um, list. Also, I was saying, I was saying for for more basketball. Like I was talking no, about LeBron, Steph, yeah. and KD, and I was saying Steph defined the 2010 era the most in basketball. But overall, athletes, I also I agree with Bill in that Serena Williams has it like down pat. I mean, she was easily the most dominant female tennis player in the past decade, and really probably the past 15 years. And then when you add in her accolades and just everything else she does, I think without question is Serena, Serena Williams gets that crown. I think we also could say like Rafael Nadell, uh, Clayton Kershaw. Not uh, Kershaw. Chris, Chris, he fold, Kershaw folds too much. That is true. He so folds. Hard in the playoffs. Um, well, we also, I think and from, and from soccer, we could look at uh, Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah what, what about when we? Uh, what about when we talk about teams of the deck? Would you? Would you? When you look at this decade, would you say uh, the Cubs winning the World Series, uh, the Saints winning the Super Bowl for the first time? Um, what? Which? What would be your team performances of the decade? Ooh, that one's <clears throat> that one's harder because you kind of have to look across a lot of sports. I mean, if we could go into college. There was uh didn't UConn go 40, 40 and oh one year? Yeah. The girls UConn team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like that's like at least like, you know, it at least should be like in contention. Cause they went 40 and 0 and then destroyed the team Notre Dame in the, in the championship game. Right. So I mean, team wise, that's, that's pretty good. Cause I really wanted to say the Warriors, but how they just messed up that finals, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it even though they did have, like, that phenomenal, phenomenal run. I mean, they started off that season with, like, what, 21 straight wins or something like that? Right. But I, I honestly have to give it to that girl's uh, UConn team. Let me see if I can find a year that they played. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that UConn team was tough. I mean, I, I mean that UConn team mm-hmm. has, has, has been tough. I think, I, I, you know, the Cubs winning the World Series, I mean, that 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 yeah, shattered, a, that shattered yeah. a big uh, – that broke some chains. Yeah, they haven't won since like 1908. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I was happy for that city for Chicago right. for sure. Right. What about um, now? In terms of the great uh, athlete comeback of the decade, uh, my vote would almost go with Tiger Woods, although he just did it. My vote, I think, I think his winning. I think that may have been the comeback of the decade. What do you, what do you guys think about that? What, what do you have another one? Yeah, for sure. Um. um I remember here how, how dominant he was back in the day, and then it seemed like he just fell off. And then for him to win like that, it was great to see. And I was, and I, didn't, I remember ESPN was showing a video, of just like everybody doubting him, saying he was finished, he's washed, and he was just watching. He started laughing, and he just said, "I just want to prove everybody wrong." And to see him do it, I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
I'm sure all the Afghan managers are happy to see him uh, pull, pull it off. Go ahead. I'd have to go with my hometown hero, D-Rose. Because, I mean, you look at it, like, and his re- his comeback really, like, hurt the defense the decade because he won the MVP in 2011. 22, as old as I am now, was winning the MVP of the NBA. Crazy to think about. 22, youngest MVP ever, 2011. Following season, first ACL tear. The next three seasons, just more ACL meniscus problems. And then he bounces around, and then, like, really the last two and a half, three years, not even really when he was on the Knicks, like, you you saw spurts of it, but it wasn't, like, really vintage D-Rose. And then really, like, these past two two years, really. I mean, he had that 53-point game last year. He's making buzzer beaters. He's had, like, three buzzer beaters this season alone. Everybody – and, like, he had that press conference where he even said, like, I'm only – I'm only – I forgot how old he was at the time. He was, like, 29 or 27 or something like that. And he's like, I'm, I'm still pre- – I'm, I'm a pretty young guy relatively, like, in the NBA. I'm not that old yet. And I, I really think he's just done a great job showing it, coming back, and, like, fighting through a lot of adversity. I think you say he's trying to play, like, like 20 years, like Kobe. Kobe did, I think. Yeah. But um, I think he can. He's still producing and playing well. Yeah. What What about Bust? I mean, I'm curious. In ten years, uh, who would you guys, in your estimation, was the biggest bust of the twenty uh, the 2010 era? I think it would be Anthony Bennett from when the Cavaliers drafted him in 2013. I think yeah, he went number one overall. Um, he came out of UNLV, and he was straight. What's the word? He wasn't at all. He's slow. Uh, I thought he was out of shape. I question how bad he really wanted it. Um, it seemed a lot of times he didn't care about what he was doing. Uh, I question why the Cavaliers even drafted him in the first place. But then again, LeBron wasn't there, so that's when the organization went down. Um, a lot of bad habits got picked up. Um, one thing I don't like about this conversation, people bring up Markel Fultz. Like I, saw, like I saw Markel on this list. Like, can we relax? The dude just got into the league. Um, he had an injury. He'll get to go. He got way too much talent. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll, no, he'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, you know, folks, I, I, I agree. I think he's yeah. got a lot of runway. But I guess we're talking about somebody, I have to say, I don't really know who that is, but you'd have to look at a, a whole large 10-year arc to make a decision. I mean, uh, I think Kwame Brown was before that, right? Kwame Brown was. Kwame Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kwame, Kwame Woo, was boy. before that. <laughs> yeah, whatever you say, bust, NBA, I just think, whatever, every every decade, Kwame Brown. So, you know who I wanted to say? Jamarcus Russell. Oh, now, Jamar, when, when was he? I think he was a pretty big bust. I think, I think he was done in 2009. I believe yeah, it was 20, yeah. 2009 when he finished. But, yeah. oh, my gosh, he was bad. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I'd say that. Uh, what about Johnny Manziel? He was, Manziel he, he's he, an interesting man. Um, he played well at Texas A&M. Okay, this thing, what but in the NFL, though. Uh, in the NFL. Oh, what about Josh Gordon? I mean, I was going to say Kevin White for the, the – the, I mean, the Bears drafted him in the seventh round in, like, 2015, I think. And, like, the first two seasons he was injured and then, like, played, I don't know, like, I feel like I can count his snaps on one hand, how many snaps he played for the Bears. And then now is a free agent. But now that I really think about it, I was almost Josh Gordon. Because, I mean, he had, like, he still holds, like, two NFL records for most receiving yards in back-to-back weeks and, I don't know, maybe most touchdowns I mean, in back-to-back weeks, too. But how could he, so, I mean, how could he, he be a bust? Been, 
I want to say he's a bust. Because he, he just got kicked off the NFL for the fifth time. Well, I mean, he might be a disappointment. I would call him a bust. Yeah, he's not a bust. He's still produced. <laughs> he showed up. But, he like, then, the but then, I mean, but then it's, like, similar to Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel was, like, not a bad football player. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait a minute. You just well, said Josh Gordon. Like Josh Gordon. Nate, you just said Josh Gordon has some records. What record did Johnny Manziel set? The reason Johnny Manziel wasn't was kicked out of the NFL had little to do with his football and more to do with his partying and his social life and all that other stuff. But I see I would call Manziel a bust in that, you know, he came in on this big wave of of promise and hype and hoopla and all that and he never delivered. He never delivered. And then he got kicked out the league. At least Josh Gordon at least Delivered, he produced yeah, for for a season or two. He just had some larger issues that that uh, mm-hmm. uh, subdued him. Um, but yeah, but let, listen, uh, we want to jump into pop uh, culture too. Um, but before we do that, and Aaron is making me do something now. She's she's making me ask you guys some trivia questions. Okay, for the fellows, <laughs> trivia questions during your Christmas break. Which sport are you more likely to watch, football or basketball? Mm-hmm. Okay, Kevin, you take you this. Say, Kevin? I, I didn't mean to stump you. This was a stumper. <laughs> For me, it's basketball. Honestly, I like Christmas basketball more than like yeah. football. Like I really enjoy Christmas basketball, so I'll say basketball. So you guys are going to watch good basketball. LeBron against Kawhi and them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, lots of people go ice skating in the winter. Uh, do you guys go ice skating? Uh, and do you prefer to wear ice skates or hockey skates? Well, first of all, I can't skate. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I went a couple of times. It didn't go well for me. But, you know, I'm learning. It's a process. Uh, what was your second question? You said what I prefer what? Do you go ice skating? And do you prefer when you do, do you wear ice skates or hockey skates? Ice skates. Or ice skate. So you skate? I I like uh, I prefer hockey skates because I feel like they have a little bit more ankle ankle not protection but support. Mm-hmm. And I'm in Kevin's boat too. Only been hand skate ice skating a handful of times, but I kind of have like this mini process I do now where I like run on the edge of like the skates for a bit, and then I kind of have like a glide that I do. So it's not real skating, but I can kind of fake it if, if you're not paying attention. <laughs> okay, I like to see that. Uh, I, I prefer uh, I prefer uh, figure skates because I like when I do like my uh, go to Central Park and do my triple axles. Uh, I need to have, <laughs> you know I need to have sharp skates. So, uh, do you guys go tobogganing? You go sledding? Sledding, yeah, sledding, yeah. Okay, all right, that's good. Anyway, we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, we're gonna discuss the biggest moments in pop culture over the last two uh, ten years. That should be fascinating. So, stay tuned. You make me smile now. Yeah. Nothing in this world can take us apart now. You'll forever have a piece of my heart now. Let's go back. I remember when we first met at the park. It was right before sunset. I was with my boys, you and your people. I tried to act like I didn't even see you. But you know that I look because the boy was shook. Okay, guys. Um, now, I think this 
conversation may be a little tougher because we are from different generations and and all that. And you know, I probably listen to like no music if it's if it's probably not jazz. I probably don't listen to it. I listen to a little classical stuff. But let's see where this one goes. Now, what stands out to me about this decade is is the way social media really changed the way that we communicate uh, personally and professionally. Um, you know, Facebook and Twitter were established in the early 2000s, which seems like, you know, like a you know, century ago. But platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat all came about around the beginning of this decade. So, and I also think about social activism. Uh, Black Lives Matter, hashtag Me Too, Make America Great Again. Is that activism? Uh, the sentiments behind these movements are, are totally new, but they've got their own flavor. So uh, we'll get to that later. But let's start with music. Now, Drake is Spotify's most streamlined artist of the decade. Uh, are you guys surprised by that? No, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I, I don't listen to Drake the most, but, like, I enjoy his music definitely. Like, we'll listen to it and definitely listen to, like, some of his music, but he's not, like, my preferred artist, but, like, that doesn't surprise me one bit. I'd be surprised if it was somebody other than Drake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drake's a legend. I, mean, I still be listening to his albums from uh, 2011, the Take Care one. I still be listening to, to it today. And I still like the Scorpion one from 2018 and Views from 2016. And those still, like, one of my main ones I listen to today. So I think he's... You can, you can actually say he's probably one of the most influential artists of the generation. And I think it's crazy about the disrespect he's been getting lately. Um, but that's just how things go. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Kevin. People really be hating on greatness sometimes, and it gets me not angry, but it's just... I yeah, like, have you seen that with the Twitter and stuff? It's crazy. <laughs> who do you, uh, both of you, who do you stream the most? Ooh, who did I have on mine? Because uh, um, Apple Music and Spotify, like, allow you to look at um, your most streamed of the past year. And I think in my past year, I had Young Thug, Kodak Black. Ooh, those are the only two I can remember off the top. For me, I listen to a variety of people. Like, I listen to Chris Brown. I, I do listen, yeah, I listen to Drake a lot. Uh, Kanye, Kendrick, um, Young Thug, um, A Boogie. I'm not going to lie. I listen to Megan Stallion, too, because she's nice. She's tough. I'm not going to lie. Um, also, no, I like Cardi B. I don't know why they give me about that. I'm not afraid to say. It. I think she's awesome. Um, I listen, listen to the Migos, T. Grizzly. T. Grizzly is one of my favorites. Uh, what about Dolly Parton? I've got her on my list. Do you guys listen to Dolly Parton? I have no idea who that is. Huh? What about Charlie no, Pride? I know. I know who Dolly Parton is, but I don't, I don't listen to her. Why? What's wrong with Dolly Parton? I like Jolene, though. I really like that song, Jolene. Yeah, Jolene. That's a very catchy song. Yeah. Please don't take my man, Joey. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Bill, what do you think about Drake? Um, I thought he lo- he was a little fool during the NBA playoffs. You know, that was my first exposure to Drake. You know. But then, but then, are are you are you throwing a little what? bit of double standard here? Because Spike Lee and Jack Nicholson. Are I didn't say, but wait a minute. Got it from, so yeah, I didn't, yeah, exactly. But I, but listen, maybe I think they're fools too. I mean, I didn't. I, I, okay, I, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, no, I didn't say. Do you? Are you the same way about Spike and Jack? I think that they. I think as much as I think that they're both in the realm of, of sort of clowndom in a way, you know. But I mean, it's it's fandom, but it's kind of clowndom, you know. They become what part of the show. Think, what makes you not like what Jake does at the, at the Raptors games? I think he's just passionate about his team. That's all. 
I mean, yeah, he talks to the other team and everything, but that's entertainment. So, Kevin, you want my opinion? Yeah. I, I, I think that he's intrusive. You know, I think that it's all about him. But also, Drake has, he was part of, like, the organization. Like, their, their practice facility is called, like, the OVO or something like that. Yeah. It's not like he he's just, like, a rabid Toronto fan. Like, he actually gave money to the Raptors. Hmm. Yeah, no, I just think it's too much. But again, you know, I filter it through an old school prism. I mean, you know, it, back in the day, they got like Dancing Harry, you know, Bad Dancing Harry, who kind of did the same thing. And, you know, players seem to like it. And I think with Drake, they probably see it as a badge of honor to get heckled by Drake, the way they see it as a badge of honor to get heckled by Spike. But uh, I just thought he went too far, but it's all entertainment. So that that's it's all good. Um, the Associated Press, uh, you know, that beacon of black thought, uh, said that Beyonce's album Lemonade was the album of the decade. You guys agree with that? I personally, I don't listen to Beyonce. Uh, never have. Why? Um, I mean, of course, I, I know she's great and everything. Like I, my sister's listening, listen to her all the time. Um, just for the podcast, my sister was telling me about this Lemonade album. I was like, what is that? And she was just telling me how great it was. And I was just like, okay, well, I don't listen to her. But um, the only like, female artist I listen to is probably like Megan, really, recently. What about you, Nate? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't listen to Beyonce that much. I, I kind of did actually, uh, to, more so towards the beginning of the decade. Like, I definitely have some Beyonce songs that are kind of stuck in my head from way back in the day. But, um, I mean, not really in the past, like, you six, think seven she's, years. She's but, played out? Um, she's I mean, been surpassed? Like, it's just hard to say, having oh, not I, listened I, to her music. Like, I don't know how similar it is. Or, like, because, like, a, a different artist, a uh, rap artist named Nav, also from Toronto, is, like, kind of, when he first started out, people liked him, but his music's getting kind of repetitive now. So, and he, I listen to a lot, so I can, like, say with some knowledge that, yeah, he's getting played out. But Beyonce, I just can't. I just listen to her so so rarely that I can't really say if she's getting played out or not. And then, like the but I mean, thousands and thousands, of millions of girls still love her. So, okay. let me ask you guys this: What uh, social media, social movement, do you think is going to be most associated with this decade? Black Lives Matter for sure. No, I, yeah, I say I, I think Black Lives Matter because fortunately has really spanned the entirety of the decade. So, I mean, it's sad that it's it's always relevant. Like, it's sad that it's always, like, something that is happening that Black Lives Matters can say. Like, here's another example of police abusing power. And, I mean, that's, like, tragic in and of itself. But I think when you look back at the decade and, like, not so much how much they've accomplished, but definitely bringing the, the, the overall issue to light and to make it a consistent national issue over years, I think that Black Lives Matter would um would 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 take that, and I think that's a good thing because like we're all, everybody's aware of it, everybody's paying attention to it now. It's not something that's not talked about. Well, you know, we did mention Colin Kaepernick. Where do you think he stands in terms of you know activism or whatever in the in, in this decade? I think with Colin Kaepernick was really brave and courageous. I think for him to to be willing to lose your job to stand for something you believe in. I, you get kudos from me, but that comes with a lot of risk. And obviously, he's going through it, and he's been out the league for like three years. Um, some of some of the things that he does, I question. Um, like, 
him moving uh, his work out to the high school. I agree with Stephen when he talked about them. He said if he really wanted to play, he just did the work out there. Um, sometimes you wonder if he really wants to play football or if he just wants to keep himself in the press by just um, switching things up. Um, but honestly, I, I, I applaud him for his bravery and be willing to stand up for, for a lot of things because I think that's helped a lot of this Black, move, this black Lives Matter uh, movement and um, it's brought the attention to it. I mean, I agree with Tevin, kind of, but, I mean, I just wish he was just more outspoken because, I mean, they're definitely more active people talking about social issues than Colin Kaepernick in, like, while he was doing was huge and, like, while he was still in the NFL, it was, like, almost a weekly thing that millions and millions of Americans saw, like, the kneeling and, like, just immediately you know what to associate that with. So, I mean, that was important, but, I mean, really after... He left the NFL. He was he was quiet for like basically an entire year until Nike said, "Oh, we've been we've been endorsing him this entire time." And then also, I mean, he was relatively quiet again for like a, a few months at least. And then like kind of popped back up whenever teams needed quarterbacks, and like was a really big topic this season because like at first week of the season, some starting quarterbacks went down or something like that. So, I mean, I, I just wish he had almost done more with his platform. Because it was an absolutely huge one, but as Kevin said, like he he definitely took took like more than more than most in losing his job, potentially mil- tens of millions of dollars. So I definitely appreciate what he did. Um, you know, we we, we 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 as we look back on the decade, uh, what about trends? In your estimation, what was the most ridiculous trend uh, of the, of the decade? Yeah, so for me, without question, it was those clowns. Um, like, 2016, like, people just would, like, randomly start dressing up as clowns and, like, wait at the end of people's driveways or just stand out in, like, a big open field and just, it was so creepy. So you, this probably went over your head because, I mean, it wasn't like, people knew about it for sure, but it was just, it was something so, so weird. And, like, nobody knew where the trend came from or, like, didn't have any catchy music to it. It was literally just like people dressing up as clowns and walking around and doing creepy stuff. So that for me took the cake for weird and ridiculous trends. I thought the clowns was hilarious. I really did. I know, but like Nate said, it, people go overboard with it, and you know, and they could do stuff that's not really safe. It's not really funny. They take things too far. But I thought it was funny, <laughs> especially they coming out of nowhere, popping out on people. Mm. That was kind of weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, like, I'd always imagine if that was me, I'd freak out. One challenge I yeah. did think was funny that was kind of like off and weird, though, was the planking. Like, people planking on random stuff. That that was what I found hilarious. Like, when people would be planking on, like, park <laughs> benches or, like, get on top of a bus yeah. and start planking or something like that. Those ones I thought were great. But, like, the clowns Wait, just found it weird. You can make something out of anything. <laughs> now, what about uh, yeah, exactly? Like, like, he would be breaking on stairs, on railings. It was, it was, it was <laughs> funny. I like those ones. Yeah. Now, what about you, Bill? Do you do you were were there any trends that you noticed uh, in the last decade? Police brutality. Is that does that count as a, as yeah, a, as a trend? Yeah, that's sad. Unfortunately, yeah. But no, but no, no yeah. trend like you guys were talking about, like planking or clowns. Uh, I'm here mm. in New York, so you can't. It's hard to tell the difference. Now, let me ask you guys this. Over, over the last few years, black movies have been getting a lot more diverse. There's Black Panther, Queen and Slim, Harriet. So what would you say were the best and worst black films of the decade? 
I mean, one bad one that I thought was like had a lot of people in it, but I didn't think was very good was um, the Butler. Was who was who, oh, was, yeah. who played the Butler? Yeah, Oprah Winfrey. Uh, uh, no, not Lawrence Fishburne, but she was um, Butler. Uh, uh, no, no, it was. I know uh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker is who it is. That's exactly who it is. Right, yeah. Shout out Aaron because yeah, Forrest Whitaker didn't do a good job in the Butler. But the Butler, but the, the Butler, I thought was very bad. Mariah Carey was in it. Like I just, I just thought it was very just a weird film, um, and honestly didn't really touch on anything besides him being a butler for multiple presidents. I mean, I guess that's kind of cool, but um, but I really enjoyed Black Panther, and it was like really cool to finally get like a black superhero like done right because you had Tony Stark's sidekick with the Falcon, and then you had um, like the Iron Soldier, also Tony Stark's sidekick, but like Black Panther, that was our guy, and they did it perfectly. Had a whole bunch of great jokes in there too. I love Black Panther. Black Panther was awesome. Um, the Butler, I can I can agree. With, I can like understand what you're saying because I saw it with my parents. They didn't really understand it. They they thought it was confusing. But mm-hmm. the ones I really enjoyed was I enjoyed Queen and Slim. I did enjoy Harriet. That, that was a really good movie. I enjoyed the the Us movie, ACS movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like, um, I like Get Out too. I really enjoy Get Out. So I don't like the, the principle behind it. I like, um, it shows what things that really happen in the real world today. Like, I, I think I told Andy before, I think it's good that, um, they're showing more of these types of movies because it's teaching kids that don't know what can happen and how, um, you need to be prepared because it can happen any day. Mm. I'm just curious, if you guys were going to make a movie, what movie would you make? If if money was no object, budget was no object, what kind of movie would would, would you guys make? So I'm a history minor at school, so I love history. And, like, I really like, not so much like, I don't know, though, if you remember this one, 300 with Gerard Butler. It was about, like, 300 Spartans. It's a true, I mean, it's based Mm. off a true story. But, I mean, that's almost overdone. But I really enjoy kind of, like, historical, like, war war movies, if Mm. that makes sense. So I do, like, a crazy battle of some sort, maybe like an ancient battle, maybe a recent one. I don't know, but like just just highlight a good battle and like do do a movie around that. Mm-hmm. Did you like Gladiator? Oh, Gladiator is one of my favorite films. That was Gladiator is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I still watch it. I watch it like maybe once a year, maybe twice. It's just so. Yeah, my dad. My dad's the same way. My dad's the same way. He he makes sure he gets them in like at least once a year. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. Particularly one line where Gladiator, you know, when he's in the arena. And and the emperor comes down because he's like beating everybody, and the guy asks him to like take off slave, take off your mask, you know, and, he's, uh, and he turns around and he says, "I'm gladiator, a father to a a slain son, a murdered a murdered son, son uh, husband, husband to a murdered wife, and I will get my revenge in this this life or the next." Uh, I'm like, damn, and then and then you see what's the name the expression on the emperor's face, like, oh shit, you know. Like, you know, that's priceless. No, the, the, that's, that's, that's really the exact movie I kind of I kind of emulate. So I pick something like that and, and do do a bust up of that. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, now we can't. At least this is what Aaron says. We can't. We can't close out this segment without talking about TV. Why not? Why can't we? Why, why can't we close the segment right now? No. <laughs> she we can't. Those like get just gone. No, but uh, no, we can't close out this segment without talking about TV. Uh, now, we watch cable. Be careful, Aaron. We watch cable pretty much go 
obsolete this decade. But TV shows are alive and well. I kind of agree with that on streaming networks. What What do you guys think were the best shows? I I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I, I like streaming. Well, I don't know. I forgot when um, everybody hates everybody hates Chris came up, but that's still my favorite show. Mm-hmm. It's still number one. I still be watching it. Um, I still like Family Matters. You watch mm-hmm. Family Matters still? <laughs> yeah, I still be watching it. <laughs> Like the first uh, first Prince of Bel Air, I still watching old shows like that too, though. Um, and there's a lot of shows that just came out now that I'm really watching, like Grownish and Blackish, All American. Getting more creative, I'm noticing more creative, different storylines, which I like because that's what it's about. It's about getting people's attention, um, making them want to watch the entire thing. And like the Bill's question before, it's about getting people to watch because like mm-hmm. if i was making if i was making a film my goal is to get people in seats and make you not want to leave make you watch the entire thing and make you want to come back to share the next uh next episode or next season or series something like that mm-hmm. so i think uh people are doing a good job of that anybody like breaking bad out. did y'all like breaking bad my sister watches that i haven't watched it okay yeah i thought breaking bad was good for sure i mean it wasn't probably my favorite show of the past decade. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in Kevin's boat too. I'm cheating a little bit here because I know Avatar, the last airbender ended in like 2009 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I thought that was a phenomenal show. And, and I, that's what I'll still watch. I mean, it doesn't come on too much. What about Game anymore, of Thrones? But that's when I'll still watch. What about Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones is good, but they messed up the ending so badly. Bill, did you watch Game of Thrones? I did. I, in fact, I've watched it twice. Did you, did you like the ending? Uh, you know, here's the funny thing. You know, I watched, watched, watched. I mean, I binged it. And then I watched the last episode until what I thought was the end. You know, but then just the other night, I watched it again. And I, there's like a, a whole like 20 more minutes. I said, oh, wow, I didn't really see the end. But I don't see why people were so upset about it. I mean, why were people upset about the end? I thought it was, I thought, you know, it ended with those people, you know, the group arguing, you know, about how they were going to put the city back together. And so I thought that was a fine way because of what I let you, they said, here we go, you know. But what what was so terrible about the end? I mean, I feel like if you just look at the show across the seasons, they're building up storylines that I feel like, like we're coming to an ending in the final season. And like, all right, for instance, like you said, the last part you remember was like, they're who's going to run King's Landing now? But like, it was Bran. They like voted on Bran who has, like, this future seeing power, who's always said, oh, I'm never going to be, like, a king. I'm no longer this person anymore. Like, I'm no longer myself. I'm, like, this, like, spiritual being almost. And then uh, out of the blue, he goes, like, okay, now I'll run what's in, what's in essence, the entire world in King's Landing. So, I mean, I thought that was whack. I thought, like, how Daenerys burned down the whole city. She the enti- up, Leading up to that, literally up to that point, she's like, I'm the breaker of chains, the mother of dragons. I freed all these slaves. I do all this. Yeah, but she just saw her friend. And out of nowhere, she kind of just tweaks out and burns well, down. But the it's whole not place. out of nowhere. She just saw her friend Neande was it getting beheaded and pushed off? Pu- yeah, Mer- pushed, Mersande. Yeah, yeah, Mersande yeah, yeah. beheaded and pushed out. I mean, that pissed me off. I, if I had a dragon, I would have burned down a city too. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> okay. Uh, what about what about Power? <laughs> power I didn't watch Power, man. I, 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 didn't never, watch, I never watched. I didn't watch Power. Too violent, I'm, too I'm, predictable. I'm, I watched it, but I don't think it's good. I'm I'm right there with you guys. I watched it, 
and I like I don't think it's a good show. Like I think the acting is bad. I think it's so it's painfully predictable. Like I'm watching the show, and like I feel like I can. I can say like the like next lines. That's how predictable it is. I watched Game. But, um, I, I watched. I watched yeah. Downton Abbey. Now, I bet you guys didn't watch Downton Abbey. No. <laughs> I love Isn't Downton. Abbey. Don't don't chuckle. Don't don't chortle. I, I watched Downton Abbey. That was like great. It was great acting, great dialogue, uh, no violence, but devastating. So it was it was great. Did you, you know you should watch Downton Abbey? What was it called again? Downton. Downton Abbey. Not Downtown Abbey, but Downton Abbey. Oh. Downton? Yeah, Downton Abbey. Okay. It was about the, you know, in, in, in London, and it was a changing of going for these people like the, you know, with the uh, the lords and all that stuff as as they were, that was giving way to like more of the industrial thing. But it was, I found it fascinating, and I liked it, and that's how I feel. <laughs> but check it out, <laughs> Downton Abbey. You'd be surprised. You might like it. In fact, the movie came. What about the Joker? Did anybody see the Joker? Yeah, we seen that. I think we talked about that, right? I haven't seen it. Yeah, Joker. Whoa, that was kind of gruesome. Okay, it was gruesome. You left the theater. Yeah, I remember I told you that. (laughs) What? Yeah, Yeah, you. I remember you left the theater halfway through the movie (laughs) because I didn't like it. I I didn't like the vibe. Yeah, it was. It was. (laughs) No, it, it was troubling. I had no question about it. Yeah, the Joker was troubling. Yeah, yeah, the Joker is, is troubling. Um, well, anyway, did you guys did you guys watch um, House of Cards? That was one of oh, my yeah. favorite shows. Yeah, House day. of Cards was great. House of Cards. Yeah, was dude, my school was actually great. ended. I think. Yeah, didn't run the road over that movie. Yeah, House House of Cards was great. Uh, anybody watch the Blacklist? Yeah, the Blacklist was good. I liked that as like a good cable show. Like it, right. it didn't surprise me. It wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't too crazy. But I, I enjoyed that show. Like I, I enjoyed the Blacklist. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all good. Um, I, what something I'm watching now on uh, Apple TV, uh, the Morning Show. The Morning Show is very, very good. Oh, with uh, Reese Witherspoon, yeah, and, uh, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, it's very good. Very, very well done. I like mm. it a lot. But the, the, the terrible, you know, the terrible thing about all this is that I don't know about you. It stands in the way of getting projects done, you know. Or I don't know if it. it maybe you guys, since you grew, you know, if you learn, if you have the discipline not to bend, so you can get your homework done or get your assignments done. Oh, uh-huh. but yeah. it, it's Bill, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'd be, I'd be uh, getting distracted so easily. And it's really hard to be disciplined, especially in this generation, all the social media and stuff. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't see how you guys get anything done. But particularly that, then you can just bend. There's something, I'm embarrassed to say it, there's something called (laughs) Find Me, Find Me in Paris. (laughs) I will not say say anything more. My daughter would just be like, if she even knew I was telling people I watched that, think of Find Me in Paris. (laughs) Google it, and then after the vacation, you could come back on and get on my case. How could I even watch something like that? Um, find me in Paris. Yeah, find me in Paris. Anyway, listen, you guys know what's coming up next. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get into Bravo and Nabro. Be right back. It's time for Bravo Nabro a creation of the third class of Roden Fellows. Uh, now, my co-host and I are going to pick something from this week that we liked 
and something we did not like. Go ahead. Right. Nate. Yeah. So my bravo of the of the week here of the, of the podcast goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. They pulled out a very impressive win against the Lakers last night. It was also a great game. Giannis had a phenomenal game. Gave praise to LeBron after. So it was just it was an all around good NBA game. Bucks take over his number one seed in the NBA. So that was cool. And my nabro goes to the Chicago Bears. We had so close to beating the Packers, not beating, but tying the game. And I forgot the the fullback who didn't lateral it, but we were like literally at the ten yard line. It was like a hail mary pass. It, it was almost about to be the the Miami Dolphins lateral of last year against the Patriots, and we had one more lateral to go. And um, I forgot the player who didn't lateral, but it was it was really painful to watch. So that's where my knob rose after the week. My bravo is is Giannis knocking down the five threes yesterday. I think. That was huge for him because I think once you get a jump shot, it's over for the league. I think he's next up after LeBron goes out. And I think I think it was cool during the game too when he he hit, um, knocked down one three and he put like the crown on his head to his teammates like like, like letting them know I'm next up. Um, and then I like that. What I didn't like this week was the Sixers and Heat game on Wednesday. Ben Simmons, I think this dude needs to get a jump shot. Um, I think they won't win unless you get a jump shot because I think Embiid and them, they're all going to do what they do, but think they won't get over the hump until Simmons can extend his range and shoot from the outside. Because um, you know, if you know, if you watch the game, you see Miami win the zone and beat them. Cause they know they can't shoot. Then Simmons don't look to shoot. I thought he looked to pass. And I feel like it's sad. It makes him upset. He can be like Giannis, and I really think he can. He has all all the tools and all the um, physical ability to become like a player like of that caliber. Okay. Well, I don't have a I don't have a nah, bro, but I do have a bravo. My bravo goes to uh, the Roden Fellows this year's Roden Fellows. I think you guys did a wonderful job. Uh, you know, ending up this, this semester and this year, uh, I think you guys did a tremendous job. Uh, of uh, you know, you a couple of you broke stories, you reported stories, you uh, you know, you did hard work. You rewrote when you had to rewrite. Uh, and I think you're really good young professionals. So my bravo goes out to the Roden Fellows and, of course, to uh, Aaron Matthewson, who works with you guys, and, of course, John X. Miller, who uh, whips you guys into shape. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. And uh, if there's anything you, as a listener, would like us to cover, or if you just want to leave us a, comp- a comment, uh, please tweet us at the undefeated hashtag Roden Fellows. And you could also contact us directly. I'm on Twitter at WC Roden. That's W C R H O D E N. You could follow Nate at what, Nate? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Nate Easington, and that's N A T E A S I N G T O N. And you can follow me, Kevin Page Jr., at K E V I N P A 2 R I S H J R. Uh, well, thanks for listening to the Roden Fellows Podcast. This show is produced by the wonderful Aaron Matthewson. Special thanks to Tarika Foster-Brasby and the entire ESPN digital audio content team. I'm Bill Roden, and I've been your host. Uh, you can get all of the HBCU 468 podcast, as well as The Right Time with Bamani Jones and Morning Roast by subscribing to The Undefeated on the Listen tab of the ESPN app. Join us next week for another scintillating HBCU podcast. And don't forget to make The Undefeated your go-to site for a soulful look at sports and entertainment. 
Have a great week, everyone, and a wonderful holiday season.